Hey friends, Christine here. From time to time, I like to share bonus episodes of the Hope and Help Project, which give you an idea about the ministry work that I do above and beyond hosting and producing this weekly podcast. And because this week's episode topic is grief, I figured it would be the perfect time to share this piece of audio with you from a recent article I wrote for Devotable. If you've never heard of Devotable before, it's an app podcast website that offers free devotional content on the go. Not only can you read the devotions that writers contribute, but you can also subscribe to their podcast to hear the articles being read by devotable founder Landon Melton. To better understand what I mean, I invite you to tune into today's bonus episode by listening to my article, Engaging Grief with Hope, in audio form on the Devotable podcast. To learn more about Devotable's mission and ministry, you can visit their website at devotableapp.com. All right, I hope you are encouraged and comforted by this bonus material. Thanks so much for listening. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. John 16:22 NLT Today is August 29th and you're listening to the Daily Devotion podcast from Devotable. Today's devotion is titled Engaging Grief with Hope, and was contributed by Christine Chappell. Grief can often feel like a bully. It's not uncommon for those who have suffered the loss of a loved one to be overtaken by waves of sorrow when they least expect it. Sometimes it's a simple sight or smell that brings us to our knees. We'll find ourselves head in hand, weeping as if the loss happened afresh. These moments are a stark reminder of the brokenness and pain that ravishes this world, and they expose the tender scars which emboss our bereaved, broken hearts. When grief invades our day, it's disorienting. For a moment, we're thrown off balance by it. Tears blur our vision, our posture crumples, and all other thoughts are doused by a jet stream of pain. Grief floods our memories as blood to a wound. We loved, we lost, and we're made to feel the reality of it once again. Even though grief can be aggressive, pushing it back is not helpful. Grief doesn't demand to be overcome. It brashly appeals to our hearts, crying, Hear me. This hurts. In short, grief requests our engagement. While some may choose to silence their sorrows through self-medication, followers of Christ are called to engage their grief with hope. Christian hope is not meant to cancel out our griefs and sorrows, but is meant to sustain and comfort us in them and ultimately redeem us from them. Hope without grief is unsustainable. 
Sometimes Christians believe it's unspiritual to grieve heartily over a loved one's death. In an attempt to stuff our feelings down into a temporarily untouchable pit, we'll pretend the pain isn't there. Instead, we'll label our sorrow suppression as faith in order to sport a grief-free facade. We'll think to ourselves, I know I have hope, so I don't need to feel this pain. But the scripture teaches this approach to hope is unsustainable. We cannot guard ourselves from mourning or mortality. Life that floats upon the hope of self-sufficiency drowns when the storm of grief arrives. Isaiah 17, 10 and 11 speaks of a devastating consequence of placing our hopes in self-reliance. We may find temporary comfort in adorning our gardens with the finest plants of man-made hope. Yet the harvest will be as nothing in the day of disease and incurable pain. Hope without grief is unsustainable because mourning is guaranteed to come. We are foolish to believe otherwise. And when it does, our misplaced hopes will not withstand the force of its gale. Shallow hope that refuses to be realistic about grief will be blown away in a day of incurable pain. But when we engage our grief, using it as an opportunity to look to our Master, the Holy One of Israel, we remember that certainty of God's unshakable promise, a living hope that anchors our souls when the swells of grief churn. Grief without hope is uninformed. The scriptures exhort us to be informed as we grieve, and not to mourn as those who have no resurrection hope. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13-14 We are informed by engaging our grief when it surprises us, by remembering that Jesus died for our sins, rose again, ascended to the right hand of the Father, and promised everlasting life to those who believe. One day soon there will be no death or mourning or crying or pain. We cannot separate hope from grief because we are co-heirs with Christ. When we grieve, we do so with the assurance that, as the pulpit commentary suggests, the tears of Jesus have authorized and sanctified Christian sorrow. Think of it. When Jesus wept, hope grieved. How strange! The one who would be raised from the dead still experienced grief and sorrow. Just minutes before he raised beloved Lazarus to life, he wept at the tomb of his friend. It is good and right to mourn over suffering and loss, even when we know how the story ends. Because pain is real, and suffering is real, and they both beg for genuine engagement with Christ, our wonderful Counselor. Responding Biblically to Grief In this world, we will be visited by the bully of grief. But we take heart because Christ defeated death once and for all. We ought not to be surprised when grief comes knocking on our door, no matter how long ago it first visited. A biblical response to grief doesn't involve ignoring the pain, nor does it involve believing we are hopeless because of it. Instead, the Bible encourages us to handle grief as informed people of God, with a humble surrender and settled assurance humble surrender because we feel the weight of our sorrow 
mourn what death has separated, and confess our dependence upon God in all things. Settled assurance, because the Holy Spirit grants us confidence in God's promise, reminding us that eternal hope does not sink with the coffin or ash in the flame. Jesus Christ makes no home in the grave. Our faith is made strong by engaging, not ignoring, our grief. We cry, Lord, I feel this pain and it breaks my heart, but you weep with me and promise to set things right one day. You are not asking me to bear something you have not experienced yourself. Therefore, I have hope and take comfort, for I know my Redeemer lives. Hope without grief is unsustainable and will not withstand the day of incurable pain. Grief without hope is uninformed and forgets the resurrected Christ. But grief and hope engaged on parallel tracks of faith offers breathing room for the bereaved and solace for the mourner. We cry the tears and do not forsake them. We remember our hope and do not refuse its comforts. And in the bittersweet exchange of raw emotion and memory, we hear the tender whispers of Christ's consolations. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. John 16.22 in LT I've never had to go through the loss or the pain of losing a really close loved one. I've been lucky, I've been blessed, uh, but most of my close family members and friends are still living, and I haven't had to experience that before. I have had grandmothers and grandfathers and other people that have died, but a lot of that was expected and didn't really hit me that hard. But I know the day is coming when someone close to me will pass on, and I can only hope to be able to grieve and to be able to handle that situation like Christine says in this devotion. I think she makes several important points here, and I think we as Christians have a tendency to expect ourselves to behave a certain way when we grieve over the loss of a close friend or a loved one. I think there are certain expectations that we have come to put on ourselves. As Christians, we expect to be able to handle the grief with a certain posture, with a certain poise. And those expectations, I think, may be unrealistic. We do know that if that person is saved and a born-again believer, we'll see them again, and we expect ourselves not to feel those feelings of pain or sorrow. And when they do come, I think they catch us off guard, or we expect ourselves to react in a specific way, and we just sort of push those things down. But I think Christine is absolutely right here when she talks about being able to grieve in a specific way, and that's not to push it away, it's to engage it and understand that Christ is with us. He felt the same thing that we are feeling, and we need to grieve with the assurance that Jesus wept, he felt sorrow, he embraced it, and we understand that when we experience grief and we allow ourselves to experience the sorrow and the pain, Our faith is made strong by engaging Christ in that, not ignoring it. 
We rely on God to strengthen our resolve. We rely on God and his understanding of our situation and that he will help us bear that pain and sorrow. I love this line where she says, Grief and hope engaged on parallel tracks of faith offers breathing room for the bereaved and solace for the mourner. When we allow our grief and hope in the resurrection to operate on parallel tracks, I think that's a beautiful picture. I think that's the way that we should handle it. It gives us peace. It gives us hope. It gives us assurance of what will come in the future. So, Christine, thank you so much for your contribution here to Devotable. I know that this is going to touch people's lives. People deal with sorrow and death and mourning all the time. And sometimes we don't exactly know how to handle that. And I think this is a wonderful picture of how to handle that. Christine is the host of the Hope and Help Project, a podcast as well. She's a guest contributor at DesiringGod.org, and she also writes for Devotable. She writes frequently on her blog as well. You can find out more about her at FaithfulSparrow.com or take a look at her profile and you can connect with some of the social media links that she has listed below. Thank you all for listening to today's devotion. My name is Landon, and I am the creator and founder of Devotable. Devotable is a devotional project where we bring together over a hundred authors to create devotional-based content that does three things. We try to encourage believers daily. We try to reach the lost. And we try to spread the word of God as far and as wide as we can on as many platforms as we can. I've been managing and releasing the awesome content of our writers for the last two and a half years. But Devotable is at a crossroads and we need your help. We're at the point where we need additional help to edit our devotions and podcasts, manage our social media, create content, marketing material, work on our books and projects and journals, and get help with promotion. And I just simply can't do it all anymore. So I am looking to you all for a little bit of help. The first thing that I think that you can do is lift this ministry up in prayer daily. Prayer is powerful, and it is one of the most powerful tools we have as Christians to seek God's help and assistance. So first and foremost, if Devotable has encouraged you in any way, please lift us up in prayer. The second thing that you might be able to do is support us by purchasing our products. We have some Christian apparel, books, and we're working on our second project, which will be a six-month devotional and journal on prayer. So, if you'd be so inclined, head over to our website and check out our store for the products we have. You can find that at DevotableApp.com and just look for the shop link in the menu. Any purchase from there goes straight to assisting with our operating costs and giving us a little more help with this project. Lastly, you could make a recurring gift or donation to Devotable. All around the world, I find believers that want and need to connect with God daily and use our tools, 
podcasts, our devotions, the mobile app, and more to do just that. And I want to reach more and more people each and every day. For a gift as little as $1 a month, you can be a part of that. I have a deep desire to reach people to the ends of the earth, and I know most of you do too. Together, I know that we can do that through this platform. If you feel God's move in your life to play a bigger part and donate monetarily, I would really, really love that. You can head over to devotableapp.com forward slash contribute to find out how to sign up to give monthly. We also give people who donate to us special access to our media, our projects, copies of our books, and more. So if you'd be so inclined and you're interested in helping via a donation, head on over to that link and you can learn more. If Devotable has blessed you in any way, we'd love to hear your feedback. That's how we grow on all of these platforms, is when people like and share our content or leave us some feedback and reviews. So if you can, smash that like button or share us with a friend, family, or colleague. We would absolutely love that. I look forward to reading your comments and your thoughts on today's podcast, but until next time, I hope you have a great day.